0: Hamilton Tiger Cats looking for their first Grey Cup win since 86 against the Stampeders looking to become back-to-back champions and now the man who will describe
1: today's game, Chris Cuthbert and Chris Walby. Thank you, Mark, and glad you're with us from coast to coast for this right of November unfinished business. The theme for the Hamilton Tiger Cats this week, Tip trip to the Cup for Ron Lancaster as a player and a coach, and it's also... Trip number 10 to the Gray Cup for the man on the other side. Wally Buono and his team looking to repeat as champions. The Stampeders have never done that. Here's Danny McManus, the outstanding player in 1999. He'll have to wait. Dave Dickinson will get his hands on the ball first. and Chris. Was he trying to send a message to his teammates throwing that ball up in the stands in the oh, 100%, Chris. You know, he comes out in a player introduction, takes
2: the ball, throws it 60 yards into the stands. If any of his teammates are wondering about all the talk about his shoulder, put that to rest. But it's also showing the guys that are watching him on the opposite side of the ball, the Hamilton Cats, that, hey, don't think you guys are going to take me out.
1: Don't believe all you read about my shoulder. I'm here to play in this big game. Gets set to kick it off. Coleman is deep with Anderson. And the final break Cup of this century is underway. And Kelvin Anderson wants the football. Across the 35. Dave Dickinson, the starting quarterback we expected that. The big question is, will he be the finishing quarterback? Well, I think
2: he definitely has got his mindset right now. He will. Of course, getting Calvin Anderson back is a big plus. Big Dwayne Ford. An excellent receiving crew. Dowd Elmore at the outside. pits the go-to guy. And Danielson inside. Here's the big question mark, people. The offensive line. Romano Raham, McNeil Clydesdale, and big chill. Freddie Childress.
1: Here we go. First play to give it to Anderson. Now.
2: Well, their defense is always up tight to the line. They've got excellent run protectors. These four guys on the defensive line have played well. Tim Terry, Joe Monfort at the end, Mike Campbell, Phil Brick, the McKenzie brothers in the middle. The linebacking crew, the outstanding defensive player in the league, Calvin Tingle anchors with Higgins and Lamar McGriggs on the outside linebackers. And, of course, a secondary that's second to none. West, a big
1: change in place of Prater. And down, but gets the pass away. Aubrey Cummings has the catch, but not much real estate. And it'll be third down, and Dickinson already feeling the heat.
2: Well, feeling the heat, but he's got to get some rhythm going. He wants to throw the football early. Let's just turn, turn to the right, trying to get a little hitch pass out there. Nice job, but as you say, pressure. Calvin Tingle, they're coming. They're not fooling around here, folks. You got the two big boys in the middle.
1: You can see 45, McGregor's coming. Right off the bat, Tony Martino also has been injured. Didn't start punting again till yesterday. First punt of the game to Archie Emerson, and he swarmed at the 45. Just a 33 yard punt for Martino, who has a hip flexor problem. As Danny McManus, the outstanding player in 1999, and over five. Yards passing oh. comes up. Yeah, Mr. Cool is a cucumber. Of course, in
2: the backfield, we got the big man, Ronald Williams, Archie Amerson. You're going to see him catching a whole lot more football through the air. The receiving court, Corey Grant, Eastern rookie nominee, Moriale, Flutie, the go to guy, and Andrew Grigg on the outside. This is a great offensive line, only seven quarterback sacks, anchored by Carl Coulter, the center. Out of
1: the shotgun. the outstanding rookie out of the east is thrown out of touch. Close to the 49-yard line. That'll be four for Grant as we set the Calgary
2: defense. Well, most definitely, these front four have got their work cut out for them to get to Danny Mac. Jermaine Miles, Steve Anderson, big game last week. Jeff Traversy and Mark Gunn in the middle of that defensive line. The linebacking crew, they're happy to have this guy back, Alondra Johnson, Daryl Hall, and Kevin Johnson running that group out. And a secondary, Coleman
1: and first down. Ronald Williams led the CFL in touchdowns this year and he's been on quite a roll with 10 in the last seven games. And I think if
2: I'm Hamilton I'm giving the ball to Ronald Williams often and early. You've got to set the tone not only for Ronald Williams because he does get better the more he carries the football. He's a load. But Hamilton's offensive line makes no bones about the fact that they love to tee off early the to try and set
1: the tone and set the pace. Well, they rule Williams went down before he crossed midfield. They've marked it back at the 54, and it's third and one. And Ron Lancaster, who gambled and was the talk of the week with the gamble last week, is not in a gambling mood in the opening three minutes. out of there and it allows Coleman to get back to the 20 yard line. Good punt by Oz. 47 yards and Marvin Coleman brought it back 11. We're underway in the 87th Great Cup.
0: Welcome back to BC Play Stadium early in the first quarter. Mike Clemens, Dave Dickinson was flinching in the warm-ups. He didn't have much velocity on his first pass. What do you think so far? Well, you know what?
3: I won't make too much of that until we watch him for a couple more series.
4: I think the first pass he threw, he
3: threw low and outside because he didn't want to have an interception. It was late. He had to get rid of the ball. All right, Chris. Well, Dave Dickinson hurt in week two, and he has been
1: battling injuries ever since, but 10 and the starters, you just saw Joe Montfort, the league leader in sacks. They'll draw on Dickinson. There's the rollout. Campbell nails Dickinson. The pass for Allen Pitts is over his head at the Calgary bench. So Campbell gets a shot at the
2: quarterback. Well, we're going to see how many Dave Dickinson can take of these. Great pressure, not only on the outside forcing the roll, but working back inside, number 98, Mike Campbell, fighting off the block, going to the point of attack, and as you say, putting a helmet right in the side of Dave Dickinson,
1: driving him to the turf. They'll try to accumulate the hits. Dickinson's left shoulder dislocated again in the Western Final. Second and ten, Calgary. They're backed up at their own 20. Six receiver set. Dickinson steps up. And he's up to the 25 before he's taken down. Wally Buono doesn't want to see many of those today. Well, what Hamilton's doing is they're changing the
2: defensive front. They take Mike Mike Campbell out. Jeff Cummings comes in, who's usually a starter. They rush three guys, drop everybody else back into coverage. What happens? It forces Dave Dickinson to pull the ball back down and try and get the yards himself by running it. And a great job of pursuit, and taking him down short by the Hamilton Tiger
1: Cats. So third and five. Martino a better punt. Emerson at his 40. And Swarm. has told us he thinks Calgary's got the best special teams in the CFL. 44-yard punt. Cat fans will enjoy a good field position. Just shy of four minutes into the first quarter in Vancouver. There's the heartbeat of the Calgary Stampeders' defense. 11-year veteran Alondra Johnson, who said yesterday the Hamilton Tiger Cats are overconfident. Did you sense that? You know what, I, and I, I can see how he got that thought process, because
2: they look like a very loose bunch. But when you talk to the Hamilton Tire Cats, I tell you what, they are all focused. They all have one goal here, just as the Calgary Stampeders do, and that's to win this cup.
1: First down, Hamilton. McMahon is back, put over the middle, and it's complete. Mike Moriali, close to a first down at the 51-yard line. A miserable year for Mike Moriali. He told me prior to the playoffs, I'm recommitting myself three wins in a row, and it can salvage the year. Well, I
2: tell you what, nice job of getting it. But what about the throw by Danny Mack? Right between the coverage of Eric Sutton and Greg Frere's to safety. On a rope between the numbers, between the one and eight of Mike Moriali.
1: Nice throw. Moriali, the top Canadian in the CFL in 98, first down. McManus, great protection, looking downfield. And incomplete Corey Grant, the youngster, is something
2: that we talked to offensive coordinator R.D., Ronnie Lancaster, Jr. Last week, Danny Mack threw more deep balls than he has all season. You have to do this. As we see, Corey Grant almost come up with a spectacular cat. You have got to stretch the defense vertically to allow all your underneath patterns and Darren Fludian's company to be effective underneath.
1: And R.D. says that the Stony Creek native is the biggest difference in this offense. He gives them that ability to stretch the defenses with his speed. Second and ten, McManus and Grant unable to hold on. The pass falling incomplete
2: just going to a two-back defense, cover two, setting two, almost like two safeties back there, and they're just going to cover them. They're only going to rush three guys. You can see Marvin Coleman step for step for number two, Corey Grant. Ball thrown nice. I like the way this rookie, Corey Grant, I'm not even going to call him a rookie after 18 games, but turns his back to the defender, allowing himself
1: an opportunity to try and catch that football. So they test Coleman on both passes, and now he drops back to accept the punt. Baldiston along with Travis Moore. Angled punt out of touch.
3: And they'll mark it at the 16 as we join Glenn Suter. I talked to Dave Dickinson after he took the hit on that last series, his first hit of the ball game. I asked him how it was. He kind of shrugged his shoulders as if to say it's as good as it's going to get. They're talking about coverage. They said in the second series, the Hamilton defense played some zone. They dropped off. Travis Moore mentioned to him he thinks he can get in behind it.
1: Wally Bono told us yesterday he thinks the Cats secondary is vulnerable. Well, what he said was the big they lost.
2: Obviously, Eric Carter to the BC Lions. I don't know, I think the only question mark you'd have is the fact that they brought a guy number 28, Frank Westback, who hasn't played a lot this
1: season, but he's got a lot of experience. They want to establish Kelvin Anderson early, but his second carry, not that productive. You know, it's not
2: that productive, but you gotta remember, this is a Warrior who's only missed one game, and that was last week. Had to miss the BC game. He's got special little ankle straps on right now just to kind of protect him. But you know what? They got him in to get him back in the flow of the game. You see right now, the socks are pulled down over that, but they're almost like little wrestling boots that you tie up, and that
1: allows him to kind of regulate the tightness or looseness that he wants. His best game, as you saw, was against the Tiger Cats on October 1st. Second and 10. Dowdell over the middle, and he lunges to the 24. It's going to be a couple of yards short as Orlando Steinhauer was in coverage. And that's
2: a nice job of coverage by Orlando Steinhauer to follow him across the field. All he's going to do is start at the wide out and come across the middle. What that effectively does is put Steinhauer in a chase position. You can see he's going to wrap him up. He's got some support by Gerald Vaughn number 39 to wrap
1: him short of the first down. Third straight time. This Calgary offense is two and out and already Dickinson showing some frustration. No score, but Hamilton dominating this field position game right now. They hurry Martino. And Tony Aikens steps across midfield. And this time, Hamilton will start at the Calgary 50. Well, Danny McManus has to make something out of this because they're starting on the Calgary side of center. Just a 32-yard punt for Martino. That hip flexor problem, the left leg, but it prevented him from really practicing this week. Well, that's the plant leg that you're using when you punch. Pitch right side. Williams hurdles and is nailed. Driven back. And there's AJ making his first statement of the afternoon.
2: Well, Laundrie Johnson, that's his job. I and mean, he's got. Number 24, Ronald Williams, wherever he goes. The middle linebacker checks him. Obviously, when it's a running play, he's just going to flow down the line and wrap him up. And he does an excellent job of putting a helmet right on the numbers. So you see him flowing down the line. That is textbook tackle right there. Takes him back. Drives him to the turf for good effect.
1: Three members of the Stampeders have played in all five great cups in the 90s. Johnson along with Alan Pitts and Mark McLaughlin. No gain, second and ten from the Stampeders 50.
2: He sees downfield. Excellent protection by the offensive line. Allowing him to check off the receivers. Finds the coverage he wants. Ronald Williams gets behind number nine. Aldi Henry, as you say, a big completion. Moving the ball down to the 15-yard line of the Calgary Stampeders. Eight
1: minutes into the game. Biggest play so far. And at the Stamps, 15, first and 10. Eric LaPointe. Broke the first tackle, and the rookie is inside the 10.
2: Chris, you had a t- chance to talk to him yesterday. you got to love the way this guy plays football. He is a north-south runner, but he has this ability, the vision, and the leg strength to break tackles. I mean, look at this. He is wrapped up right there by Steve Anderson and fights his way through. The safety finally has to come over with help from
1: Alondra Johnson to bring him down. What a see- nice first down here. He didn't start playing football until he was 15. He told me he'd never heard of Ron Lancaster until three years ago. Second and two. Williams back in, left side. And he follows the pile as it moves close to a first down.
2: Well, the big boys up front, Seth Prince, Princeton, Carl Coltritt, center just do an excellent job of actually pushing that pile, pushing Calgary's defensive line back. Archie Anderson working down. This is what you want to do if you're not going to be part of the play. He's working on Chadwick Chris, but get in his face, block him, and you can see Chadwick Chris does not like that attention or the treatment that he's receiving from Archie Anderson. Ball on the
1: floor, first and goal, Tiger Cats. McManus to Williams, diving to the goal line, but no indication. Ronald Williams, money in the bank in that territory with 14 rushing touchdowns to lead the CFL, and four in the playoffs. Well, you can just see Warren Mazzucco who comes in here, the short-guards
2: team. Jarrett Smith comes in there, short-guards team. They bring a big hoggy, Bob Beveridge in there, another 300-pounder, and they just get some movement. That's what they want to do, to get it down to the one-yard
1: line now. Second and goal. Williams again.
2: the way they orchestrated this drive. They, they had the ball in their territory. They moved it down. Obviously, the key pass to Ronald Williams getting behind Aldi Henry, but I tell you what, the big boys up front and the two blocking backs, they run a wishbone-type running back situation there with Muzika. and he just does a nice job of leading him into the end zone. Ronald Williams with another touchdown, but a big one in the Grey Cup.
1: Fifth postseason touchdown for Williams. Over a thousand yards in the regular season. As adds the extra point. Ron Williams breaks the ice in the 99 Great Cup game. The most definitely,
2: I mean, this is just a great drive. Wishbone, two guys in the backfield. Look at they all get blocks, but Ronald Williams runs through an arm tackle. You gotta take this guy low. You're not gonna be able to bring him down high. And all he's got to do is cross that plane, the goal line, and he does just that. And as you say, puts Hamilton on the board first with a 7-0 lead.
1: Garvin Coleman back with Kelvin Anderson. And they kick it to Coleman. Harvin Coleman cuts it back to the 30-yard line. Orlando Stein. And it's the return to 20 yards. Let's take a look at the touchdown march that started at the Calgary 50. Well, obviously the big play provided by that offensive
2: line allowing him to find the time to find big Ronald Williams. But you got to like the way this kid, Eric LaPointe, runs. Breaking tackles. That's going to pick your team up. And then obviously culminated by the big
1: run by the big man, Ronald Williams. Uh, had two touchdowns last year, one on a similar run. The other on a 35-yard pass, and he's in both columns today. Here's a pass for Allen Pitts, and when your offense isn't moving, it's not a bad number to call. Well, we talked about
2: it in the pregame—the fact that Gerald Vaughn, an old teammate and close friend of Allen Pitts, will see a lot of him today. Both two big, strong. Players, one a defensive back, What a lot, What a receiver, and you can see right there he turns his hips. You see how he got Joe Butt to plant his feet when he froze him. He came back, nice job of shielding him away, catching
1: the football. At the 39, it's second and one for Calgary in quest of its first first down. And Anderson won't get it, nailed in the backfield. And again, Joe Hagan's in the neighborhood, but Derek McCready makes the stop. Derek
2: McCready, who's got two bad ACLs, as you know, Chris. Maybe his final game of his career. Boy, I tell you what, he's fired up. You talk to me. He's a guy that doesn't show a lot of emotion. But I tell you, he knows what he has to do. Hagan's just a great job. You can see him chopping down. That's what effect, caused that play to fail. Hagan's taking the legs out of the lead blocker, allowing McCready
1: to come and wrap him up. He's quite a story playing in his final CFL game, looking for his first Grey Cup ring. Tino Aikens inside his 30 and holding every down quickly with great Pigs. just a two-yard return after a 45-yard punt. so Danny McManus brings the offense back and now Ron Williams told us earlier this week we've been sputtering a bit on offense the last couple of weeks we're due to explode and this is a big series well, as they try to add to a seven-point well, lead. I, I, I could agree with you more, Chris. Plus, this is the deepest they've started. I
2: realize it's still early in the first quarter, but the fact is they've had great field position as a result of the punting battle going on between Osbaldeston and Martino. But let's just see what Danny Mac, who's looks sharp early, can do this time.
1: McManus looking deep again, Darren Flutie. Rookie Shad, Chris. And a future Hall of Famer still pulls it in. i tell you what,
2: Danny Mac has not thrown the ball deep all year. Last week, he gets in the playoffs. The Eastern Fall starts throwing it deep. He's doing it. Just textbook again. We saw him hit Ronald Williams earlier. This one, look at this. And look at the concentration of number 82. Darren Flutie to haul his pass
1: in. Only Alan Pitts caught more this year than Flutie. That was a 40-yard play. For the Tiger Cats. It gets them to the Calvary 41st down. Manis the long out. Tony Aikens on the far side puts his head down. Down to the 32 yard line. Meantime, Corey Grant getting attention for the Hamilton bench. Sorry working on the knee of Grant, and that's why Tony Akins is in at the wideout. Almost well,
2: definitely you can see Margaret Coleman play a little soft on the outside corner right there, allowing Akins a chance to get the football. Archie Amerson coming over there like a missile, trying to help his teammate out.
1: McManus, red hot, and they passed on first down each time, but they botched this, and McManus has to eat the football back to the forty. Second and two, and that play goes awry. And the field goal unit will have to come on. Well, just a snap. Carl Coulter just kind of got the
2: ball a little bit to the left of Danny Mack. He tried to grab it with the left hand. Kind of bounced out of his hands. He doesn't want to take any chances. He's not worried about picking it up. He's trying to make a play out of it. He's just going to cover
1: it up and retain possession. Allow Paul Spalson well. to come on and try a field goal. The guy they call Cooler overheating at the Hamilton bench. Osbaldiston from 46 yards out. Paul Osbaldiston puts three more on the board, and the Ticats are out of the gate quickly in this 87th Grey Cup. So the Stampeders Peters in a hole, and this will test the medal of the defending Great Cup champions. to go in the opening quarter. And the momentum that people sense during the week has carried into this first quarter. You know, you talked about this earlier. You said you wondered how Hamilton was going to react to this football game. They looked all loose, but I tell you what,
2: they look extremely sharp in this first quarter.
1: Chris Shelling, the DB, making a key play on special teams, just eight yards on the kickoff return.
2: Well, the missile, as they like to call him, Chris Shelling, just comes down here. I mean, look at that tackle. Not only does he take one ankle, he takes both of them off the ground. When you got two legs off the ground, I don't care, unless you're a Superman, you're going to hit the turf. And that's just a nice job of coming
1: down there and limiting that game by a great kickoff return man, Arnold Coleman. Four consecutive two and outs for this Calgary offense. Montfort digs in. Six receivers out. Dickinson over the middle. And Travis Moore can't bring that down. McGriggs, Schelling, Hitchcock,
2: a lot of people in the neighborhood. Oh, exactly, and that's what they're doing. One time, they're bringing everybody up. They got McGriggs, they got Higgins right in his face, and Dickinson's face on a blitz. The second time, they're dropping him back in that pile. You got Hitchcock the center. You got Higgins, you got McGriggs. I mean, he saw the Look at all the shirts, and you know what? Travis Moore, very fortunate
1: that Rob Hitchcock did not lay the lumber on him right there. Mike Campbell and Joe Higgins check out. Walters is in along with Tommy Henry two extra DBs on second and ten final minute first quarter and here's Kevin Anderson on the draw up to the 33 yard line check that to 28 so once again it's a two and out situation well,
2: the you know what, Chris? They are doing such an excellent job of mixing their defensive schemes up right now. You know, Hitchcock is up right in front of the line. You've got three guys rushing, but you still allowed, but Griggs and taking a play back. They put two of their defensive backs, West and Steinhauer, back in a two-man pre-vent. They're just taking away all the flowing lanes right now. I think offensively, they're going to have to sit down and try to figure another way to attack this defense. Martino
1: punts it away. Archie Emerson... With the first over midfield and still going. Great second effort by Archie. Down to the Cadbury. 46-yard line. That's 18 on the return. And all phases of the Hamilton game clicking right now.
2: Well, most definitely, Chris. Now, if you're sitting on the Hamilton sideline, you're loving the way this game is unfolding right now. As you see, Roger Ryanson, the long snapper, kind of shaking up a little bit. Athletic therapist Pat Clayton to we'll take a look at that ankle.
1: Ryanson, a native of Melville, Saskatchewan of the University of Calgary. And Pat Clayton checking the right ankle. This is a banged up Calgary team. I think that font will tell you everything right there. I mean, he tied with
2: 23 special teams tackles. and He's a big key guy in the cover teams right now. We'll take a look at the cover. You can see him. He's right right there and he gets twisted around with tony acres just gets caught as he gets twisted around on the block his ankle plants you see he's got his foot planted right now then as he turns around it just gets stuck around tony acres pushes him down the turf though as they say is ungiving and if it's a battle between the turf and your ankle usually your ankle will come out second best
1: well you mentioned his key role on special teams and that Of the long snapper, critical position, and Ryan's up and going off under his own power. With 11 seconds remaining in a first quarter, totally dominated by the Tiger Cats. Well, you hate to say that
2: the group uh, you know a crucial drive but i really think it's a crucial drive for the Peter defense they cannot allow hamilton to have this kind of success this quickly right now with a 10 0 lead you've got to stuff them down right now and try and get your offense the ball to allow
1: them to get on track danny McManus has showed us why he's the outstanding player in the country this year first down quick hitter moriali second catch and doesn't want to go down You know, just four catches for 40 yards in the playoffs, but R.D. Lancaster says Moriale's playing his best football of the year, and I think we saw it in that opening quarter. We saw a lot from the Hamilton Tiger Cats, including a touchdown by Ronald Williams, an Osvaldison field goal, and it's 10-0 Cats.
3: Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple, with casual clothing and footwear from Marks.
1: Hamilton Tiger Cats have talked about redemption and they seem intent on that. An impressive first quarter display by the Tiger Cats to build this 10 point lead.
2: Almost well, most definitely, Chris. They have just controlled the football. I mean, look at first downs. Five for the Tiger Cats. Calgary has yet to register a first down. Yards passing 105 by Danny Mack. They're not running the ball. They got 20, but they got the big touchdown from Ronald Williams. Time of possession. Pretty even right now, but I think it's just the first downs and moving the clock. Look at the toughness right here. Watch the chop block. Oh, you gotta love that. They're taking guys down. But not only that, they're throwing into coverage. Look at Mike Morial. He refuses to go down. Now watch the big boys still come down. Chris Burns. Look
1: at him. The- They're hitting each other. They're looking for somebody to hit. Second and five. Williams right side, and he's leveled at the 40-yard line. So that defense is battling. Jermaine Miles with the tackle. And it'll be
2: third down. Well, just a nice job of reacting to the block of the offensive lineman. He fights off the block, beats him, comes inside, grabs him. You can see him with the clothesline around the neck. This is a great job by this front four because we talk a lot about the speed of Steve, Steve Anderson and what he can do. He's definitely going to have some support. And this is one of the guys that can in Jermaine
1: Miles. 47-yard field goal attempt for Osbaldiston, who has only missed one in his Grey Cup career but this one slicing off his foot. And a missed opportunity for the Tiger Cats. Results in just a single point. Hamilton up by 11 early in the second quarter. Welcome back to beautiful B.C., 11-0 Hamilton, as we come indoors and join Glenn Suter.
3: Chris, between every, every offensive series, Mike McCoy and Dave Dickinson throw the football on the sidelines. McCoy wants to stay loose, and after the last series, he said, just play your game. Steve, what's happening with Corey Grant? It
5: looks as if the Ticats have lost some speed from their offense. Corey Grant is sitting on the sidelines with a sprained right knee. He has ice on it. Doesn't look he's going as if he's going to play much.
1: Chris? Pointing in his first ever great cup game first down Dickinson in the stamps looking to this near side Dowdell with the catch kind of twist away from Frank West, who is returning to the Hamilton lineup. It's just his second game since August 16th, and I think some people feel Ron Lancaster gambling a bit, going with the veteran instead of Shino Prater. Well, I think a lot of guys thought about that, just because of the fact that Prater played so
2: many games, was used to that secondary. They can make their calls. You can see the defensive front right there. They're all trying to come. they got four guys. McGregor's just kind of taking the flats right there. But a nice job
1: of Frank West.
2: Limit the game by Marcus Daldell.
1: He's been bothered with a quad injury second and four Dickinson good protection a lot of steamboats and now overthrows Anderson everybody was covered well you can't ask for more
2: protection than that by Dave Dickinson the offensive line taking a lot of heat this week Does an excellent job of giving him all day to throw this football. He checks off all his primary receivers. Then he decides to throw the ball to Ford in the flat. Just overthrows the football. But as you say, Chris, an excellent job of coverage by the Hamilton secondary and linebackers.
1: There's Tony Martino. He's been one of the busiest Stampeders so far. Emerson and Aikens are deep. And Martino, a few stutter steps, he has pulled it down. Emerson drops the ball and quickly has to get on it. Calgary needs a break to turn the momentum around. They almost got one there 35 yard punt. And minus one on the return. Over two minutes into quarter number two, Hamilton starting from their own 27. McManus looked one side and now overthrows the well covered Darren Flutie. He was just throwing that away.
2: Well, most definitely, and that's what you can't teach a proven quarterback like Danny McManus right there. he sees this all covered you know what the one of uh, the big knocks was that Danny Mack would try and force a throw? Well, he does definitely not try to force the throw here. He just gets rid of the ball. You can see he's 6'8", 105. Look at his release time. This is a big thing right here.
1: 2.25 seconds. Peters were intent on breaking the rhythm of this quarterback today. They have not done it yet. Second and 10. McManus over the he was looking for Flutie and Calgary's defense is holding them in
2: right now well I thought it was really interesting talk to all the all the systems they were going to use against Danny Mac. They felt they'd have success against Danny if they didn't blitz him. If they made him hold on to the football dropped everybody else back, just rush straight. This is one of the first times they actually brought somebody. You can see Freres there coming across to try and stop the ball. But Jackie Kellogg, we talked about him in the pregame, came up on that blitz. Forced Danny to throw the football away. I think you cannot give Danny Mac a steady diet of any type of one defense or he'll eat you alive.
1: Coleman awaiting the punt to Bozbaldison. Again angling it towards the sidelines. Coleman gets by the first man, but lost his footing as he crossed the 45. Mike Moriali made first contact, 43-yard punt, 7-yard return. Calgary set to go back on offense when we come back. Mike Clemens,
3: the Calgary offense cannot run the ball. What's the problem? Well, they've abandoned, abandoned the run early on. They have problem run. They've gone to a 5-receiver set. Now in the shotgun, this will be good to see. Chris?
1: Kelvin Anderson had 105 yards rushing last year in the Great Cup game. He has his hands on the football flag down. Anderson left side would be the initial first down of the game for Calgary, but we're waiting for the flag.
2: Ball thrown over on the far side. Just around where Calvin Anderson was trying to break around the corner in that sweep.
1: Looks like it's going against him. Offside. Hamilton number 53. Two tries. Joe Montford jumped quickly, but that 12-yard first down for the Stampeders and they need Kelvin Anderson. Well, they most
2: definitely need Kelvin Anderson in the backfield. The nice thing about that is it's the first time that the Calgary Stampeders have entered into Hamilton's part of the football field.
1: First in yards from scrimmage this year in the Canadian Football League and over 1,300 rushing. First down, Dickinson. Nice protection going downfield and Alan Pitts can't catch up to it. He was in a bit of a battle with Chris Shelling. Well, you know, I talked to Gerald Vaughn, the veteran of that
2: defensive second, and I said, what about Chris Shelling? I mean, he's going to have some matchups with Alan Pitts. He says, you know what? Chris Shelling is coming into his own right now. Probably the second toughest hitter on the club besides Calvin Tingle. Look at that. I mean, he just gets his hands on it right there. All you got to do is disrupt his pattern, and as a result, the pass ball is incomplete. Good pressure by Phil Britton, getting a call
1: his face. Stampeders are 0 for 6 in second down conversions. Drop play, Anderson with some room and now taken down at the 45. He'll be short of the first down. On Southern wants the defensive coordinator of Calgary and of course, a former Hamilton head coach now running the defense for the Tiger Cats. Well, most definitely, and this is the first
2: sign of life you seen out of the Calgary offense. So you know he's got to start mixing up his defensive calls. You can see a great run, a little bit of a draw play. Chris Schelling and company wrapping it up, but not before he picks up some
1: good yardage. Here's a decision for Wally Buono. He can try a 52-yard field goal but instead is going to try and pin the Tiger Cats deep, play the field position game. I think that's a smart decision by Wally Buono
2: right now. Pin them deep. Their defense, the last couple of series that Hamilton had, had the football, did a real good job eliminating of their offense. So he feels if they can hold them down there again, if they get the ball back offensively, great field position as well.
1: Angling it out of bounds around the 15. Mark McLaughlin told us his range is about 50. Here at BC Place, that would have come from 52 him back in the game he was the long snapper on that last punt for Calgary so he's okay and Ronald Williams hits the line hard but the door closed in a hurry Jeff Traversy celebrates the hit well Jeff Traversy just did a great job
2: of capturing it look at 31 Gerald Vaughn hello sends him back six yards now we've seen Gerald Vaughn do that to the Toronto Argonauts they had a rookie long snapper took him back to the football block the punt and helped them beat the Toronto Argonauts in the eastern semifinal
1: past the five-minute mark in the second quarter. And again, Calgary defense trying to dig in second and ten, no gain on the Williams carry. And Mattis
4: out to Plutie, and he'll skip out right back the first down step.
1: You know, Chris, when these two guys go in the Hall of Fame, they better go in together.
2: <laughs> I don't think they'll go in any other way. They know each other so well. Look at the football thrown over the shoulder where only Darren Flutie can catch the football. He's still got that presence of mind, just that veteranness about him to find out, know where the marker is, keep his feet in, and get as close as he can to the first down marker.
1: Darren, though, saying he's not really that happy with the way he's played in great cup games in the past. There are his numbers. Short of the first down, and that's an uncomfortable decision for Ron Lancaster to have to make that deep in his own zone. He's got everything going your way so far, but we found out last week how he loves to roll the dice. Oh, big time, big time.
2: He's turning out to be quite the gambler. Him and Kenny Rogers might have to get together and to cut an elbow.
1: This could be a big play early in the game. McManus pushing ahead behind Coulter, Burns, and Princeton. And he's got it. Well, I know it looks easy
2: up here, and if you took a measure, you always think that, hey, if it's that short, you should always get it. But his offensive line, it's a battle of who gets lower. Look at these helmets right there. That's exactly what you want to do. Get under there, move them back, You see Jeff Traversy. They're underneath his knees. If you do
1: that, you're getting movement. Your quarterback just falls behind and get the first down. Six first down for Hamilton on the day, just one for the Stampeders.
2: Winnipeg. Tony Akins had four touchdowns in the first half. But you know what? You lose a guy like Corey Grant. He comes in here, has to be able to read the defense. You see him float across the middle. This is just a nice job. But again, it all comes back to the guys up
1: front. This offensive line is giving Danny McManus time to throw the football. Great game against Winnipeg. He had a great season against Winnipeg. There's Williams, second and two. And he plunges for the first down. So the
2: doing a nice job of mixing it up right now. Throwing the crossing route, getting the ball to Aiken's hands, they throw the ball to Flutie, then they give it back to Ronald Williams, the big horse. He plows over. The offensive line is getting a great mix of run block, pass block. That they
1: can start changing up their sets. The defensive line can't react to that. Wally Buono and Mike Roach, defensive coordinator, you just saw sending in defensive signals. First and 10 from the Hamilton 38. Here's the play!
2: with the blitz. Danny Mack, the trooper he is, stands there. He has no age count. Just throws it. But look at Darren Floaty. Working down, working down. Then breaking it inside. Going around Ericsson. Ball again on the rope. That's what, that's why, I tell you what, you can pump a guy all you want. He's the outstanding player in the CFL this year, and he's showing you why right there.
1: Darren Floaty had four catches 100 yards last week. Three for 81 already today. To work. And again, a completion this time, Andrew Grigg with the catch as the Ticats continue to move. When you work all week
2: in practice to go here to get to this big game, the Grey Cup game, your receivers look at film, they break down film, they see how the defenders are going to play you. All the Hamilton receivers are doing are running eight or nine yard routes and curling them back into the quarterback. Danny Mac knows that. He's throwing the ball on a rope, and they're finding great success with it right now. The Sioux native got
1: nine. So it's second and one. Ronald Williams. He's stacked up and nailed behind the line of scrimmage. So again, the defense does the job. Darrell Hall forcing the loss. What a season he's had. Hall seven years with the Stampeders, three with the Denver Broncos.
2: Well, that is a nice job. But it all starts up front with the boys up front. You can see Daryl Hall, number four, working there against Bob Beveridge, number 91, who comes in the short yardage situation. Fights off him. Does a nice job of getting his hands, shoulders right under the knees of Ronald Williams. If you're going to take the big tank down, you got to take him down low.
1: So is Baldiston in once again. This time he'll try from 41 yards out. second field goal of the day and it's now a two touchdown lead for the tiger cats Been an uncomfortable first half for offensive coordinator george cortez he is second in the CFL in offense behind the Hamilton Tiger Cats in yards and points. But it has been a dismal first half. Well, I tell you what, they've had the ball. They've had
2: all these possessions. Look at all the possessions. Seven possessions. Look where they all end. I mean, this is envy right there. You're putting the ball. you got to start getting some points, even if they're field goals. you got to put
1: something on that board to keep in this game. Just one first down, a 12-yard run by Kelvin Anderson. Nothing in the air. Arvin Coleman. Coleman across the 30-yard line. Tommy Henry, the tackle. Let's join Glenn Suter.
3: Chris, Marcus Daldell the last time he came off the bench, threw his helmet against the bench. A lot of frustration in their offense right now. And every time Dave Dickinson gets to the sideline, he's moving his arm around, trying to keep it loose. Hamilton is disguising their coverage. That's what Alan Pitts just told me. they got to figure it out
1: talked to Alan Pitts after the come-from-behind win in the Western Final, and he said, this is a team that never thinks that it's slipping away. Veteran crew, but it's being tested here in this first half. A lot of time for Dave Dickinson. Nobody open, and he's going to take some punishment. Boy, Chris, you can't ask much more from your offensive line, can you? No,
2: you can't. You definitely cannot. I mean, they're doing a great job. He had all time to throw the football. But what I'm finding interesting right now, we heard that from one of the coaching staff of the Calgary Stampeders that he did that he felt that the secondary of the Hamilton Tiger Cats was not as strong. Well, I'll tell you what. They are doing a superb job of wrapping blanket coverage on the receivers downfield. Dave Dickinson has no option other than to pull that football down and try and do something
1: himself. Second and seven, a couple of extra DBs come in for the Tiger Cats. And he has. Vince Danielson, the first first down through the air for the Calgary Stamp Peters and the Vancouver Native. Danielson has the catch.
2: Well, they did a nice job, almost what Hamilton's finding success doing against the Calgary secondary, just running somebody down and bringing them back in, curling them into toward the quarterback in the middle of the field. Vince Dennis is just going to take a walk down the field, take a look, take a look and back it in now. Now, come back in toward your quarterback. That's how you catch footballs right there.
1: Obviously, Tommy Henry wraps them up, but not before a big first down. They're going to the hurry up, and they've got Allen Pitts across midfield, trying to twist away from Gerald Vaughn. First downs for Calgary as and smart, they start to and get and a going. Smart, this is great
2: offensive strategy. Don't allow Hamilton to send in their defensive calls right now. Let's get him on the line. Bark out the, the commands. Get your call in and go. Not only does it tire out the defense, but it allows you to have an advantage of where you're going.
1: So Cortez trying to change the momentum. Now the draw play. Anderson. Over the first tackler and down to the 46, he has four.
2: Nice job, almost like a little counter to pull the backside guards, Parkside tackle, coming around, you can see Thomas Raymond, should have come on your screen right there, working on Joel Hagan, big chill, Fred
1: Childress, bringing this 350-pound plus body around that corner as well. Anderson, seven carries, 28 yards. We've hit three minutes to go in the first half second and six steps desperately in need of points. Here's the young Dell stripped of the football. Orlando Steinhauer in coverage. Dell was squeezing it. Steinhauer knocked it out of
2: his hands. Well Steinhauer great job of reacting to the football. Sees the ball. Sees what he's got to do breaks on it. Knocks it out and forces the putt.
1: Well as you can see a sensational day on the west coast. However inside the dome. It's the East doing all the celebrating so far. Tony Martino in his career, Chris. We've seen him pull the ball down a lot in situations like this. But remember, he's got the bad leg. However, there might be something else on.
2: Well, you always want to do something. You always keep them honest. But they watch films. They want to find out if the Hamilton guys that are blocking for the punt returners turn their backs. If they turn and
1: run to set up a punt return, that would be the only time that Tony Martino would pull the ball down a runway. Boy, he did his job there, though. He has pinned the tie Cats with a 42-yard coffin corner punt. And they're going to mark it out at the four.
2: Well, he's just angling the ball. But look at that tight spiral. Does a great job of just coming down right there where nobody can catch it. Tony Akins doesn't even try to catch the football. And as you say, the deepest start for the Hamilton Tiger
1: Cats today. 2.33 to go, first half. So the Stampeders' goal, stop them in two plays, and the offense should get the ball in scoring position. But easier said than done against Danny McManus and company.
2: talk about a lot of things as we see Darren Flute is just going to work to the flat right there. The ball is thrown. It's not where he catches it. It's where he comes down. The referee rules that his foot came out as he came down. He's saying he came down on the white line, ruling him out. But you got to look at Danny McManus. Here's an offense. They're set back on the three yard line. What does Danny Mac do? He throws the football.
1: Second and ten. The Calgary partisan crowd urging their defense. Short
2: football. Low, very, very fortunate as you see this football. As it comes down, and just as it goes there, looking to go off the front of his foot. Now, as you say, Chris, that ball is indeed live and very fortunate for the Hamilton Tire Cats that the Calgary defenders, you can see Jackie Kellogg and Alondra Johnson, almost get
1: their hands on it. So now Osbaldiston will punt. You think about a safety here? Otherwise, Calgary's going to get it around the 45-yard line. We'll see what Oz does. A punt away. Rush was on. Coleman at his 49. Coleman losing yards. And he's back near midfield. Terrific play by Mike Moriali. And a costly mistake by Coleman. In the CFL, star receivers still have to be stars on special teams. Well, as you say, I mean, he
2: not only catches the football, look at him beat the block right there. Look at him stay after. Got the leg, grabs the ankle, does whatever he can to limit it, and actually pushes him back farther. But I tell you, that is the effort. That's above and beyond what you expect, and that's what makes champions, and that's
1: what you want to have in the biggest game of the year. 45-yard punt, minus 5 on the return. Dickinson, good protect. They went for Travis Moore, and Chris Schelling was there in coverage. Hamilton rushed three. They had, you know what, they had the huge wall,
2: the huge defensive wall in the secondary. Everybody dropped back. The linebacking crew, everybody can see McGregor's going across your screen. But Schelling, he knows the key is we are keeping the receiving crew in front of us. We're not turning our hips, having to run with them.
1: They're all in front of us, and we're playing that way. Southern says Schelling is maybe the most physical guy on that defense outside of Calvin Tiggle Dickinson 6 for 12 and only 51 yards, second and 10 here comes the rush, ball loose, Tycats have it Joe Monfort knocked it loose the other end, Tim Terry's got it
2: Thomas Ray on the whole day. He knows it's going to be a challenge. He's at the bottom of your screen right here. going to work off. And all he does is he pushes the hands down, slaps the hands down, keeps running, gets around and knocks the ball out of Dave Dickinson's hands. And you see the other end, Tim Terry. And we've
1: talked about the importance of turnovers. The first one today. Will it come back to haunt these boys? You know, he led the league in sacks. And Don Southern oh, said yesterday. Coming back to you clear. You're that he, seven or eight times during the regular season, did that as well. Here's Ronald Williams. Foot race and Chad Chris saves the touchdown. Ball came loose after the whistle. They'll mark it at the 21-yard line. 32 yards for Ronald Williams. To, it's a hit screen. We've seen it to Tony
2: Akins. We see him hit it out to the wide receiver. Look at who's out wide. That's Ronald Williams, normally you're running back. He's out wide, gets a great block from the receiver, Tony Akins, cuts it back inside, and then as you say, it's a foot race. Chadwick Chris tries to rip the ball out, but
1: of course he's on the ground by that time. What a turnaround here. We anticipated Calgary having the ball in scoring position. First the bad return by Coleman, then the fumble, and now it's Hamilton. With a chance to pad their lead. Make the toss, boot like McManus, and Greg stretches out, and they rule incomplete.
2: Well, he, they brought the whole house Calgary Peters did on defense that time. Forced Danny Mac to scramble. Hey, you know what? They talk about this guy's running ability. Does Danny Mac got his feet? Does a great job. Morielli working out. Or Andrew Griggs, excuse me, working out. Oh, look at it. He still catches the football almost. Just a nice job. Well, here comes the pressure. Safety, Greg Freres coming up. A.J. Laundry Johnson. They know they've got to put some pressure on Danny Mac. Get him out of this rhythm. Because if he stays hot, it's going to be a lot. Calgary Stampeders.
1: Second and ten. Here comes the blitz. McManus gets it away and Flutie over the middle has the catch. They
2: come back with the exact same defense. Danny Max, sees number 12 Greg Frazier. He knows he's coming on the blitz. He knows that there's nobody in the middle. I mean, there he is. Right there. There's number 12. There's Greg Frey. She was going to sit in that open spot. There floody Flutie's been around for a long time. He finds the opening. Danny McDevitt puts the ball in his hands, and they're moving the football.
1: Four catches, 94 yards for Flutie And what appears will be his finest Grey Cup day. Remember, still looking for his first touchdown in the Grey Cup Classic. First and goal, Tiger Cats, McManus into the end zone. Here's the touchdown for Darren Flutie.
2: Well, i tell you what, Chris. Chadwick Chris is going to have to get some help because right now Darren Flutie, who does his nation of the Superman flex right there, just takes him and makes a remarkable catch. Look at the protection again. Danny Mack not the greatest score, but he floats in. Look at that. What a hand grab. I mean, that is a remarkable catch. Chadwick Chris is going, what do I have to do to stop these receiving crew right now? I think they're going to have to start playing the linebackers. Daryl Hall is going to have to get more involved. You're going to have to start bumping these guys on the line of scrimmage and not allowing these guys to come so open like that. But what an excellent, excellent catch and concentration
1: by Darren Flutie. Osbaldison adds the extra point what an enormous turnaround in the late stages of this first half hate to correct you on your superheroes but that was batman darren's flutie's son is a huge batman fan he said he wanted to do something for his son that he'd remember from this great cup game well just a little stutter step and all the stutter step does is
2: freezes the feet of Shadwick chris just enough to allow him to get to the outside but you gotta look at the concentration as we look at the bench but i mean this is great I mean, they are excited. Jeff Cummings, little pat on Ron Lancaster's back. Danny McManus throws the football. He knows. He just goes touching the air. Hey, you know what? We're not letting this one slip away today,
1: fellas. We're going to build up an insurmountable lead. That's what he's telling his team. Forget Batman. That was a superhero catch. The one-hander. On, How you doing? Well, you mentioned
2: earlier that Darren Flutey wasn't that happy. He says, I have a great couple, only four catches for 50 yards. Well, they definitely are using and utilizing and taking
1: advantage of Darren Flutie today. Well, the emotions boiling over at the Calgary bench. 69 seconds left first half. Imperative that the Stamps get something on the board before halftime now. Anderson up over the 35. Warren Musica. Who was once the top defensive player in the CIAU made the tackle? Well, they quickly capitalized on the fumble recovery.
2: Well, big time. We always talk about turnovers and how they hurt you. I mean, this is just a great job of Mumford stripping the ball, Tim Terry, his teammate, coming up with it. We talk about what can happen, and Danny Mack goes right to work. Throws a little hitch pass out to Ron Williams, who takes it down the field. Again, Shadow Chris will mention later in the play, but Derek Flutie catches a nice one. Superhero, as you say, Batman type like catch for the touchdown and a 21 0 lead for the Hamilton tire catch with 103 left in the half. and a
1: half. Had an unnecessary roughness penalty, did not get a number charged against Hamilton. The ball moves to the 51 of Calgary. It's a glum sideline right now. Six receivers out. Here they come. They nail Dickinson. Lamar McGriggs, who left last year's game with a broken arm. Nearly breaks Dickinson's. Well I tell you, you, have gotta
2: see this as as an offensive line in backs. I mean obviously you got he's gonna come free. Nobody's gonna pick him. It's not Thomas fifty three Rams, man. He's got to stay out on Montford. you got to find a way to beat this. If you see the linebackers up top and inside, then your receivers have to break your pattern. We can't go deep. We've got to turn it into a hot pattern. And by that, I
1: mean cut it into the middle so Dickinson at least has a target to throw to. Second and ten. Four receivers right. Dickinson unloading. Pitts is open and Seven? Well, I don't know. They may get this one overruled in pits And Cummings anticipating.
2: Well, they're definitely going to confer about it right now. They're going to try and keep the players out of it. Let the, let the referee, the head referee, Ken Lazarek, talk to the guys. See if we can't get this thing straightened out.
1: We don't have the benefit of the replay, but uh, from our
4: view,
1: it didn't look like it was a catch. Long debate. This guy gets the benefit of the doubt when he is the all-time leading pass receiver in the Canadian Football League. Well, if it's, if it's
2: called a catch, it'll be the biggest play for Calgary this afternoon and allow them the potential to possibly put some points on the board. But they're overruling it and putting it back. And what may have been a great spark for the Calgary
1: Stampeders is just going to be a replay of the down. Well, the referees got it right. Took a while. It's a good illustration of why video replay could indeed solve a problem like that, but they did get it right. You see, it just hit the ground. There it goes. Hits the ground at the knee. That's a great
2: job of the cameraman. Kudos to him for showing us that angle. Beautiful shot right there. There's no doubt in anybody's mind now that the ball did indeed hit the turf.
1: After his football career, Alan Pitts could go into sales. Try to sell it, and that's what you gotta do. Do whatever it takes to try and get your team some points. 54 seconds left. All tiger cats, and they might have a chance to add to this lead. Here's Archie Emerson, and Emerson is up in it. Great play by Ray Biggs. Uh, Ray Biggs showing the fire you need on special teams. Just a nice job of going down and last, suing him
2: and bringing him down and pinning Hamilton deep. But we thought that was timing before. But this offense
1: just finds way to move the football. Peters do have a timeout. We'll see if they use that if they can stop Hamilton quickly. Here's the toss to Williams and closing quickly. Alondra Johnson. Boy, he's still got the wheels, even at age 34. Well, the wheels, he does a great job of coming from the
2: middle linebacker position all the way across the field to track Ronald Williams down, grab him by the jersey and toss him unceremoniously to the ground. Nice job of reaction by the middle linebacker of the Calgary Stampeders. You know, he's just trying to get everybody fired up. He wears his emotions on his sleeve, and he is the first one to tell you he will not believe the turnabout
1: events this first half think anybody really anticipated this second and nine they screen the ball to Williams and Ronald Williams gets across the 20-yard line and he'll move the sticks so Calgary is not going to get their hands on the ball unless they get a turnover now Almost
2: definitely. And right now, with 32 ticks on the clock, I mean, their timeout is effectively wasted anyway. They can't really utilize that. But what a great call. you got to love the play selection. You know they're going to come after you. It's second down. He just sits back there, cool as a cucumber, lofts a little screen pass. You get the big hoggies out there. They don't get to leave their line when their line of scrimmage pass ball. So anytime they get to leave from there, that's like a new territory for them.
1: First down, Williams. Laundra Johnson brings him down. Danny McMahon is 228 yards passing in this first half, so he's on his way to bettering over 400 yards, 413 in his 1996 loss against the Toronto Argonauts. Well,
2: I think the biggest thing the Calgary Stampedeers feared as we see Calgary take her timeout with 11 seconds left. The biggest thing the Calgary Stampedeers feared as a member of each individual was Danny Mack, being a hot Danny Mack being allowed to find a rhythm and I'll tell you what in this first half he has found a rhythm
1: something that he was unable to sustain in either of the playoff games here's a guy despite 28 touchdown passes this year only one touchdown pass in the playoffs and only two in the last six games but the breakout that Ronald Williams anticipated happened today you know what big players
2: rise in big games this guy is a champ. This is what I like about him. I played, I had the luxury of playing with Danny Mac. I've seen him firsthand, being you know, leading our offense. He just finds ways to do it. And he's so cool as a kick cover. He doesn't read or believe anything you write in the press. He knows what he's got to do. He says, I'm on a mission. You guys can talk about the fact I haven't thrown a touchdown in 20 weeks. I'm going into the biggest game of the year, the great cup. Watch me play there. And then write what you want to write.
1: Well, he is living up to the... Outstanding player award credentials. And they'll put a knee down and head to the locker room. What a 30 minutes of football for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They talked about unfinished business. They're 30 minutes away from bouncing back from last year's loss. Let's join Steve.
5: Thank you. You're down by 21 points. Wally, as you head to the room, what kind of adjustments do you have to make in the second half?
2: Well, obviously, we've got to get the offense uh, moving. We can't give McManus that many opportunities, and uh, you've know got to give Hamilton a lot of credit. They're making a lot of plays, and on defense, we're you know, not playing that bad, but we're just not making any plays.
5: Wally, is there a chance we could see Mike McCoy?
2: Well, we're going to talk about it at halftime, but right now, like I say, it's not just uh, Dave. The whole offense has got to do a better job.
0: Good luck in the second half. Mark? To you. all right Steve the Stampeders were the best team at making halftime adjustments we'll see what they come with in the second half who would
1: have thought it Hamilton 21 Calgary nothing at the half Ron Lancaster in the driver's seat right now the Calgary Stampeders were two and three when trailing at the half this year but Wally Laleblano never faced a deficit like this Right? At you know what, but I you still got to say, if you're a
2: Calgary fan out there watching this game right now, this is Canadian football. Anything can happen in 30 minutes. It's a game of adjustments, and who makes the best ones at halftime? Calgary winning, they've got to start finding ways to move the football offensively. They've got to start putting points on the board. And more importantly, Hamilton will get their hands on a football offensively first in the second half.
1: They've got to shut that offense down. Those fans were anticipating what would be the first great cup for the Tiger Cats in 13 years. Short kick to start the second half, and Cooper Harris is on the football for the Cats. Well, you got to pull out some of the stops, but. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what, I like the plan of kicking a short
2: kickoff. But if you're going to kick a short kickoff, you've got to get some height on the ball. I mean, he tries to dribble the ball, takes a tiger cat bounce, if I would use that term, just goes right into Cooper Harris's hands. He comes right up with the football goes down. And now, instead of pinning Hamilton deep, you've actually let them have the ball offensively right in your side of the football field to start the second
1: half. Boy, well, short field to start for Danny McManus at the Peters
4: 48. Again,
1: lots of time. Secondary as Archie Emerson has the catch at the Calgary 41 yard line. That penalty marker well away from the play. Well, it's on the opposite side of the field. Mike Morielli feeling that he was
2: juggled with, pushed with with by Jackie Kellogg. We'll have to see what the call is.
1: Legal contact and receiver, Calgary number three. First down, Amethyst. It is Jackie Kellogg. You talked about him in the opening, about seeing him on the blitz today. they' does not be able to do anything to upset the rhythm of Danny McManus. Well, the big thing is you can't show the blitz early to
2: Danny Mac. It has to be done on the... It's hard when you've got a guy that releases a ball at
1: 2.5 seconds. So First down into the ground they go. Ronald Williams, stuffed immediately by Steve Anderson. Anderson with that enormous Western final, couple of sacks, and he stripped the ball from David Allen just outside the final minute to create the winning play. Well, you know, that's just an, such an emotional high to get to the cup and
2: all of a sudden expect to do well. You know, one of the things that I found kind of interesting was talking to some of the Peters They were actually talking about a three-peat and I, and I wondered about that because they haven't really taken care of business here today. And now to find them down 21 points, boy, you got to wonder.
1: Second and 10, out of the backfield. Trevor Shaw drops the ball. Shaw just came into the game and unable to reel that one in. Glendale High School in Hamilton, one of eight local products suited up for the Cats. Well, they are very lucky because it was a mix up
2: Jackie Kellogg and Alondra Johnson had a problem, they mixed up their calls. Hack kind of throwing Steve Anderson down on the ground saying, there you go, big guy. But I mean, this is the way it works right now. This is a tough offensive alignment. I mean, that is holding. I, gotta, I, I love to stick up for the old dogs when I can, but those arms are on the shoulder pads. And Steve Anderson might have something to complain about right there.
1: Well, now the Tiger Cats are going to bypass a field goal opportunity from 44 yards out. And instead, Osbaldiston's job is to pin Calgary deep. Well, he'll be aiming for the corner, trying to kick it out of bounds, not allowing Marvin Coleman any opportunity to return this football. Angling it right over there. And let's see, where are they going to mark it? Does it go into the end zone? We're going to find out if they indeed rule it is a single point. That's not what Osbaldiston Head in mind.
0: So the Stampeders dodge a bullet, giving up just one point, but get back good field position on that punt single by Paul Husbalviston. Christmas is coming, and CBC television brings you a delightful new twist on an old tale. Must be Santa takes to the air December 12th at 8 o'clock.
1: Chris. I think Christmas is arriving early in Steeltown this year, the way things are going. Let's find out if Calgary can change that. Dickinson overthrowing Dwayne Ford and well to the conclusion of the play, a marker down in the Cat secondary. That ball was bouncing around the Calgary bench when this flag was thrown. Indications it's going against
2: Calgary. Well, obviously a little frustration starting to build on the Calgary Stampede team. And offense. offense, Calgary number 18. Yeah. Clyde, Second down. Chris, we talked about the fact that they're roughing Alan Pitts up as he comes off the line of scrimmage. He's not liking this treatment he's getting. Right now, he's just starting to aim for people right now. He's doing a pick play. Joe Higgins, I'll tell you what. Alan Pitts took the worst of that collision right there. And then, of course, not only that,
1: but got the call against him. He said he ran into me, but uh, that, that'll be a tough sell, too, because he went right at Joe Higgins, who had planted. Second and ten, the ball over the middle. go to Kelvin Anderson brought down by McGriggs near the 45 and close to a first down
2: I think for Calgary to have any kind of success in this half they got to start getting Dave on a rhythm right now Mark McCoy is is entering the game Mike McCoy is entering the game right now he's number 19 on a quick switch right here just after but it's obviously for short yardage
1: yeah they've marked the ball about a foot short now the first down, they've got to get right to the 45. And we've often seen this year McCoy come in because of Dickinson's shoulders. And McCoy, just a bigger, stronger quarterback at 6'3", 205, plunge ahead to move the sticks.
2: Well, it also allows Dave Dickinson an opportunity to confer with his offensive coaches on the sidelines. While well, Mike McCoy gets in the first down, but to, to continue what my thought process before without short yardage play. Dave Dickinson's got to find a rhythm right now. He's got to start hitting the ball. He's got some open people, but he's overthrowing them. I'm not going to label that a shoulder injury problem right now. I think it's just a fact that he hasn't found his rhythm.
1: So first down for the Stamps. Just outside their own 45. Four receivers right side. And Dickinson airing it out, looking down. Travis Moore gets the
2: coverage he wants, Recognize it, Dave Dickis. Now uh, he's taking a lot of question mark about the fact that his shoulder's throwing, but I tell you, look at this, working on Chris Shelley, taking him inside, taking him out and back to the corner right now. Ball is on a nice throw, nice rope right here. Travis Moore with a catch. Shelley has to catch up to him and bring him down, but not before a huge game. The biggest one of the
1: afternoon for the Calgary Stampeders. 57 yards for Moore, who was second in yardage in the league this year, behind his teammate Alan Pitts. Now can the Stamps punch it in? First and goal from the seven. Dickinson rolling left has Danielson, touchdown! offensive play worked
2: right from the start the left tackle thomas Raym, allowed montford to come inside that allowed him to push him down giving dave dickinson the outside so he can roll outside he had no pressure threw the ball on a rope dave danielson covered by lamar mcgrigg takes a pass and easily beats him into the end zone two well executed plays by the calgary offense
1: on that drive are on the board. Four minutes, 28 seconds into the second half, here in Vancouver, hometown boy from Vancouver, top Canadian in last year's Grey Cup game, gets Calgary on the board.
2: Well, just a nice job. We talked earlier. Look at Thomas Van 53 pushing Joel Monford 53 inside. That, in effect, gives the corner to the outside. I mean, this is what you want. Here's Joe Monfort. Take a look at this now. Watch as we run it. He gives him the inside. Washes him down here. This allows him to come to the outside. Unabated in the snowing lane. Nice job of execution. Danielson gets the lead on McGriggs, Walks into the end zone.
1: Well executed. Archie Emerson. And Archie finds a seam flagged down as he gets to midfield. Six-yard return, but the Calgary faithful starting to make noise here at BC Place Stadium, and it's going against the Tabbies. Holding Hamilton in the 99. Who's that. Jeff Cummins called for holding. Well, Danny McManus, he's the nurse. Cummins protesting on him let's see how Mr. Cool responds now the Hamilton quarterback you'll love to answer opponents points with points of your own almost well,
2: definitely Danny Max says hey we probably expected him to score some points on us so let's just do our job
1: quick hitch Aikens with the catch but behind the line of scrimmage and now let's see if they're even ruling it. the catch
2: see the key play right there. The big twist turning around at Chris Shelling by Travis Moore. Dave Dickinson fighting for the deep pass and, of course, getting to the outside, hitting Danielson for the touchdown. Two big plays for this Calgary, I don't want to say offense, but for the whole team because now they got some light. On defense, they said, you know what? We've seen our offense score. Now the defense is saying, let's give them the ball
4: back.
1: And we'll file away the Mike McCoy suggestions uh, for a little while now. As Dickinson gets it going, they do rule it a catch, and it's second and eleven. Quick header over the middle. Emerson nailed by prayers, but he hangs on. And now, where do they spot the ball? Looks like a yard less than a yard short of the first down. Well, this is one of Danny McManus' favorite plays right there. All he's going to do is just
2: find a slide. He comes from the right, or in this case, the left. Just comes over right in front of the safety, Greg Farris. The ball is delivered before the contact by Greg Ferris. Nice catch. Now they'll
1: measure. We're calling it a first down. Oh, third down, excuse me. Jumbo team comes on, Chris. Ron Lancaster, the second time today, is going to gamble. Third and, well, it looks like about a foot submarine ahead, and that should move the sticks. We've well, we talked to Ron Lancaster about McManus over the years, and I think there is a lot of Ron Lancaster that he sees in the Hamilton quarterback. Very similar in stature, style, and well, probably the ability to overlook situations, to overgrow
2: them as things come adversity kind of hits him. Danny Mac never really shows any emotion. I guarantee you though today he'll show it if after the next two quarters they still are on
1: the winning
2: side of this football game.
1: Under eight and a half minutes remaining in the third quarter. It's a 15-point Tiger Cat lead. And McManus incomplete look for Griggs. Boy, a real break on the ball by the Calgary defender Shad Chris. Well,
2: not only a great break on the ball by Shadwick Chris. But also just enough of a distraction that Griggs did not come up with the football. Just enough to make his eyes kind of peek out of the side, the peripheral vision if you would. And he takes his concentration out to football just that split second. And that breaks that play up.
1: The rookie's had a fine season replacing Eddie Davis who went down with a knee injury. But he's had his hands full with Flutie today. Second and ten. McManus over the middle. And the by Emerson again it'll be close but I think short of the first down as Jack Kellogg brings him to the turf and again a safety blitz Greg Freres is coming they're bringing everybody
2: what happens now Archie Emerson sees that Jackie Kellogg has got to pick him up but the ball is thrown quick the ball is thrown more importantly on the money where only Archie Emerson can make the catch I mean look at there's the pressure Steve Anderson is not being blocked the ball is
1: thrown to the perfect spot unfortunately just a little short That was this time just over a yard away from the first down. And Ron Lancaster will not take a chance when it gets that far out. Third and a yard and a half. And Osbaldiston comes in. Marvin Coleman has run two back this season. Of Coleman. And again, the great downfield coverage of the Tiger Cats. 46 yard putt, an 8 yard return in a 15 point game. Calgary Stampeders struck in lightning fashion the last time they got the football. Now they're getting set on offense. Still waiting for Allen Pitts to explode. Well, we're just doing a good job of hand shivering Look at like right this Gerald Vaughn, Joe Harris. came down with a nice one-handed grab. Travis Moore had the big catch. and Dave Dickinson has 73 yards passing in this third quarter. Only 50 in the first half. They pick the hitch one side and give it to Dowdell. Dowdell pushing ahead has a first down and is out of bounds beyond the 35.
2: the grain to Dowdell, a little hit screen. He ran so successfully against the BC Lions last week in the Western Final. Nice job of getting it. A nice job of running by Marcus Dowdell. Refused to be taken down.
1: Dickinson fired up. He has three of the top six receivers in the CFL this year. Fourteen yards to Dowdell. And now, a lot of time. suddenly the Stampeders are working against this Ticat defense. Well, again,
2: much like the touchdown play, Thomas Graham knows that Joel Montfort will try and beat him inside. Cheat, if you would, to the quarterback. He uses his big size. I mean, this is a 6'7, 350 pound guy. Pushes him inside. This allows Dave Dickinson to get to the outside, have the time to find his receiver,
1: Travis Moore, coming across the middle. Stamp Peters going without a huddle at the Hamilton 43. First and 10. Dickinson doesn't like what he sees. Now delivers Pitts has the catch at the 28. That's another first down, 15 for Alan Pitts. And more important
2: than that, Chris, Dave Dickinson is finding a rhythm. He is finding his groove. Those are some of the, since he's come out and orchestrated the last touchdown drive, we're finding right now that he's throwing the ball on a rope. He's really getting a nice motion, a fluid throwing motion. It's not stuck in the middle. His shoulder appears to be giving him no concern right now.
1: Mike Campbell is down. And although you never want to anticipate this, at the end of the replay, Campbell was on his feet and he may be trying to slow down this Calgary attack. He's a wily vet. Mike Campbell, a 10 year veteran, former Toronto Argonaut, was on the winning side of the 91 Grey Cup game against the Calgary Stampeders. Well, let's watch. There's Mike Campbell. and suddenly down he goes obviously grabbing the back of his hamstring right
2: there it might be a cramp too you got to remember we're indoors a lot of these times when you're playing in the fall you don't have to worry about fluid loss right here when you're inside it's a little warmer body doesn't use you know it's not used to doing it right now it looks definitely like
1: he's really tender on that back foot yeah he's he's in some discomfort then One of the hosers is going to have to come out of this game for at least a few plays. Uh, One of the McKenzie
2: brothers, but you know, he's a tough guy from Slippery Rock. He has any opportunity. He's just loving this game.
1: You'll have to shoot him to keep him out of this football game. Jeff Cummins will check in. Calgary with six first downs on their last six plays. So they've obviously got something figured out after the halftime break in the adjustments with offensive coordinator George Cortez. First and ten. And Dickinson trying to weave his way out of traffic. What a run!
4: Dave Dickinson
1: down at the 18-yard line. That's close to a first down, but he's staying down. And that's the danger.
2: Well, as you say, Chris, what a remarkable, remarkable run by Dave Dickinson. Just going to fake a little play-action pass, something they thought would be very successful against the Hamilton Tirecast. but look at him avoiding Joe Monford. Jeff Cummings keeps running. Just when everybody thinks you're going to bring him down, he slides down. Now, you see him tucking that arm right there. The shoulder is definitely going to give him some
1: concern on that. He looks over at the bench. He was clearly in discomfort. Got a little bit of a break. They had to measure for the first down. Gives him more time and gives Mike McCoy time to heat up on the sidelines. Well, the Stamps said they were supercharged by his courage coming back into the game in the fourth quarter last week. And maybe the same kind of result is happening here as he stays in. First down Calvary at the 18 pumps, throws, pitch wide open, touchdown Calgary, we've got ourselves a game.
2: The Wiley veteran finds himself wide open. Dave Dickinson pump fakes. Nobody picks him up. And alapiss is wide
1: open in the end zone. The champs have dragged themselves off the mat. And they're back in it. With just under five minutes remaining in the third quarter. It's now an 8 as the greatest receiver in CFL history hauls in a touchdown pass from a gutsy quarterback. Oh, gutsy is the word right here. This this guy, what a warrior, what a trooper. Great run to keep the
2: drive alive. Takes a hit, his shoulder looks like he's bothering. Look at piss. he just pulls around. Orlando Steinhauer falls down. He knows, oh my God, he says, I just lost my man. He goes into the back of the end zone for one of the easier touchdowns he's probably ever gotten in his career. This is two weeks in a row that Alan Pitts has been the benefactor of broken coverage as we saw the long touchdown bomb last week in the Western Final against the B.C. Lions. And Boy, that touchdown brings Calgary right back in the football game. Down 22-14, but more importantly, time
1: left in the third quarter and the whole fourth quarter to play yet. We'll see Glenn Suter in eavesdropping. We'll get an update on Dickinson's arm. In his last seven plays, Dickinson has generated 151 yards and two touchdowns. Well, you just can't say enough about the man's
2: toughness. The fact that he won't even freeze his shoulder because he doesn't feel like he can... He
1: doesn't know if he'll be able to throw the football. He just said, I'll play with the pain. Let me just play with the pain. The joint is jumping. Archie Emerson. And the stamp surges downfield. Eric Sutton flagged down, looked like a face mask on that tackle after the 16-yard return.
2: Oh, most definitely a face mask, Chris. Art Chamberson just trying to get away at the last second. A hand came up, grabbed the face mask, and that's going to tack on some additional yardage on this return.
1: Kim Lazarick sorting it out. Major foul. Face mask. Calgary, number 47. First up. Eric Sutton got his hand up into the mask of Emerson and that spots the ball at the Hamilton 50. Snaps back in it, but they still have an uphill battle and they still have to contend with Danny McManus. McManus pressure, it's up for grabs and what a catch that is. Well, I tell you what. Fight for the football, but Morial You know what? On every one of
2: those days, you got the time. It may be picked off. This ball somehow finds a way through three defenders into the hands of Mike Moriali. Look at the coverage. Over one and in front of the other. The ball is dropping right into Mike Moriali. Great concentration by the receiver to keep the football. And boy, what a big play again.
1: Moriali, three catches, 51 yards. Precision passing by McManus. First down. It's wide open for Danny Mack. And he slides down to the 20 and has eight more. You know, Chris, he may have the worst body of a quarterback since Tom <laughs> Wilkinson, but maybe just as successful. Well, I'll tell you what, there's been a couple guys that have played this league that have not had great bodies. Tom Clements,
2: another one that comes to mind, we just call him briefcase body. You know, he was made for an office, but Danny Mac finds ways to beat you, and that's it. They don't expect him to run. He pulls that naked bootleg, and there's
1: nobody around. He just takes off and picks up eight yards. That's his second longest run of the year. Had a 17-yarder once this season. Ronald Williams on second and two will move the sticks. Big well, drive for Hamilton. Well, big time. And this is what you said, Chris. How do
2: teams respond when other teams score? You start seeing Mr. Momentum start to go over to the Calgary side of the football field. It's up to your office now under the direction of Danny McManus to bring it back over to your sideline. You played so well in the first half. You've had a bit of a shaky third quarter. You've allowed Calgary, and give Calgary credit, have played extremely well to get back in this football game. As you say, get off the mat.
1: Now they've got to stop Danny Mack points in the football. First down from the Calgary 16, McManus all kinds of time long out for Moriale. and it's incomplete and nearly picked off. Well they just had Andrew Rigg running a clearing pattern. He's just going to take it from
2: the wide opposition position deep into the end zone and have Mike Moriali come underneath to the sideline. The ball just overthrown a little bit out of the reach of Mike Moriale.
1: Buono quickly sending Aldi Henry an extra deep B in and Traversy's going to have to scramble to the sidelines before the snap of the ball. Well little disorganization defensively, long hitch pass, Andrew Grigg, and he won't get outside, he's pushed out of touch, short of the first down, so the defense was scrambling but gets the job done. Uh, they try to get a little
2: hitch pass out there, try and get some blocking in front of them, bring them back inside the blocks and hopefully spring them for a touchdown. But the Calgary defenders would have none of that. they do a great job. William Hampton staying with them all the way. And Eric Sutton coming over to help push them out of bounds, forcing a Paulus Baldison, 20-yard field goal.
1: I hope Andrew's wife, Grace, doesn't get too excited today. She's eight months pregnant, cheering on in Section 10. He says he doesn't want to see the paramedics up there today. Here's Osbaldiston putting it through, expanding the lead, 25-14, but maybe a little consolation there for the Stampeders' defense. Last two possessions for Dave Dickinson have resulted in
3: five-play touchdown drives. And we're going to check in with Glenn Suter. Dave Dickinson, Chris, said his shoulder is fine. It hurt when he hit the turf, but he's okay and he'll obviously go. He said at halftime in the adjustments, they didn't make any. They're just making the plays now.
1: Well, I saw Henry Burris, one of the Cowboys quarterbacks, out for the year during halftime. Here's Dickinson, but out of trouble to Danielson at the 40. Yeah. 5 yard catch and burst was saying the same thing the coverages Hamilton employing aren't that complex he was a little surprised at how sluggish the offense was well we talked
2: about the fact that we thought Dave Dickinson just had to find a rhythm that was it just get the throwing motion down I I mean we could talk about taking the football back to the center setting up but it's actually the fluid motion quarterbacks when they get in that rhythm
1: and they're hot It's just a quick flick, and they get it going. He's in a group. Completed eight straight. Second and four. Time to throw. Danielson drops the ball. Vince would like to have that back.
2: And Dave Dickinson took a shot on that play. As both defensive ends for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Joe Monford and Tim Terry met down and took out Dave Dickinson. As you see... Danielson should have had that catch right him hit him right in the numbers But the pressure of the front four you can see working on a ram a little dance inside get him to freeze his foot Come around and there you see the two ends meeting at the
1: quarterback right on the left shoulder Boy he's resilient Final minute third quarter Martino Tony Aikens Nailed right at the 40. Kevin Johnson the linebacker out of Ohio State just 34 yards on the punt by Martino.
4: Uh, To
2: me as far as I'm concerned that left shoulder is giving some concern. You can take him. He takes the water bottle. Pulls it open with his teeth rather than using his other hand. I think he's just trying to rest it as much as possible. I mean you can't. Question of toughness. You can see he took a shot right on the hand there. He's got a shot. He's looking at that. The face of his left hand is also swollen.
4: He's been
1: battered and bruised since week two of the season. So, under a half minute to go, back into the hands of McManus, throwing up top, Archie Aberson, the one-handed grab. Receivers have done a job today, haven't
2: they? Well, they have definitely come to play. That is again another. What a great catch! It's almost like they're just hot dog and showing off in practice. You know, you watch these guys as they play in warm-ups and stuff, and they always try and do the one-handers. The coach will tell you his receiving coach, hey, you put two hands on a football. But I tell you what, when he sees stuff like this, he may not be too concerned because that is a big play by Archie Amerson. And again, another favorite target that Danny Mac goes to when he sees the blitz of the Calgary Stampeders coming.
1: Twenty first down plays for hamilton they've gone to the air 35 yards on that the blitz picked up and here's a catch by akins out of bounds at the eight yard line tony akins well chris
2: don't blitz danny mack too many times in a row if he sees it he's gonna beat you and right now he's seeing it and he's burning them
3: Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple, with casual clothing and footwear from Marks
0: has fallen in British Columbia with one quarter to go in this Grey Cup. Mike Clemens, the Stampeders have been in this situation before. No doubt, Mark. Four times this
3: year they've been behind in the fourth quarter. Oddly enough, the biggest margin of victory they've come back is 11 points. Exactly the score now.
0: But right now, Chris, they've got to stop Hamilton and they're in
1: deep. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> that's okay, Pinball. 11-point deficit, but Hamilton poised to add to the lead. First and Goal from the seventh well this is where you find out test your mettle if you would, if you're the calgary stampede defense Danny McManus with 341 yards passing through three-quarters of play Stamp's defense trying to urge the fans to make some noise here trying to disrupt this tie attack McManus looking in the end zone for Flutie!
4: Touchdown! Batman's done it again!
2: I'll tell you what, Chris, what a remarkable throw by tight Darren Flutie. Double coverage. Kellogg, he just turns him around. William Hampton, they both go the opposite way. Flutie somehow manages, as you say, the back finds a way to fly to the open right here. You can see Kellogg in the change position. But William Hampton's there as well, and they just can't watch him. He just does a great job of knowing where the football's coming down. You talk about the sixth sense between these two guys. I mean, it's never more evident than that right there.
1: The end result looked easy, but he twisted and turned the Calgary secondary into a knot before he well, ended up under the ball. That's the thing. you got two guys
2: that both go the wrong way. It's not like you're beating one guy. They've got help. They're double-teaming Flutie. They know the Flutie's a danger in scoring position in the red zone. So they double-team him. they got Kellogg and Hampton both on him. He somehow manages to turn both of them. Look at them. Both of them are turned around. Both of them are in a chase position. You can't have that. Usually when you have double coverage, one defender will be high, one defender will be low. Keep the receiver in the middle so both defenders have an opportunity to come on the ball or take advantage of the football as it's thrown. He just beats both of them. Remarkable. Turns them around. And as you say, a great touchdown catch. And Boy, they put points on the board at the most opportune time start of the fourth quarter they've been together
1: seven years and they've never looked better than they have this afternoon this guy has the same burning passion for the game as another guy who has flutie on his back well here's a guy i mean we're talking what last year
2: four catches 50 yards six for 109 today two touchdowns the longest being 40 but look at the average here's a nice stat right here 18.2 yards a catch that's a great
1: average. 32-14. Will that be enough to discourage the defending champions? Marvin Coleman and Musika rides him down at the 33.
4: See the turn it and see it. right
1: Nobody really is supposed to talk the really? uh, rules <laughs> when you put up those kind of numbers
2: uh, i mean you, you, you definitely but you notice in that last picture as we watched the catch by floating and of course the touchdown here when he turns the two defenders around they're still not sitting side by side on the bench they're a little ways apart but yes they are communicating
1: <laughs> winners here in 1994 with the bc lions dickinson Under pressure, escapes. Montford nails him as the pass flies over the head of Dowdell. More punishment for Dave Dickinson. You know,
2: he just is so exciting, so tough to watch this Dave Dickinson. I mean, he avoids the pressure, he gets away from it. Look at the punishment he takes. I mean, he's getting slammed out of the ground by Joe Montford. He does whatever he can to try and help these Calgary Stampeens to victory. you got to love this guy's toughness. He, he said that if his shoulder was bothering him, he'd pull, him out of some, pull himself out of the game. But he's standing in there right now and doing whatever he can to try and help
1: his team win a victory. Jolt and Joe looking for the knockout punch. There's a pump fake by Dickinson who looks for Pitts and has him at the 50-yard line.
2: And that's exactly what I'm talking about, Chris. Last play avoids pressure, gets slammed to the turf by Joe Montford. Comes right back, throwing the football, sits back there. Pitts works a little magic, comes inside. Kyle Walters is going to be in the chase position. Pitts makes a tough catch look easy. Just reaches behind, grabs the football, pulls it in. Nice job execution by the Stampede offense. It's
1: fifth catch of the game. Now they look deep. Jump ball. Travis Moore well covered by Chris Shelling. Shelling has been tough today a lot of people I think in Calgary wondered if uh, they could pick on him Well, they thought they could and you know Don Southern defensive quarter
2: said hey this kid can play he I mean, talked about his toughness He talked about his hitting potential they say he loves to come up and stuff to run but you also gotta look at this guy's coverability what a great job there's Don Southern saying in the calls defensive calls right now but Chris
1: Shelling what a nice job of blanketing the receiver, Travis Moore, on that last play. Suds in his 16th breakup His record, 7-8. Second and 10. Four receivers near side. Dickinson in trouble. Boy, he got out of there again. He's still going. Dave Dickinson. Oh, nailed. He'll be short of the first down, but he takes it into Hamilton territory. This guy is not going to take a knee. Well, he's not going to take a knee, and this is a
2: guy that's not known for his speed or his quickness. But one thing you got to talk about, he is very elusive. This is something. Look at the sixth sense he's got in here. Look at the spider-like mobility, spinning, turning, getting away from guys. People, Jeff Cummings finally comes back from the defensive tackle, a foot of him drag him to the turf
1: but not before he makes it third and short here we go third not so short though two yards huge play and they're going to work it out of the shotgun looking deep and they got crossed up steinauer intercepts the pass that may not be a wise decision but he'll take it and hamilton has got the ball at the 32 he knocks the 50, and Dickinson shows his disappointment. Miscommunication. That would be the doghouse on the Calgary bench. Marcus Dowdell got crossed up with the quarterback on that third and two gamble. Well, I mean, you take a look, he stops, he's actually going to slow right down and go, oh my God, the
2: ball is coming to me. You've got to keep running your pattern. Dave Dickinson expected him to do a fly route right to the corner. You want to see a reaction? Was he happy? I don't think so.
1: You don't usually see that out of Dickinson, but he's laying it all on the line
2: here. Well, after you see the guy busting tackles, taking hit after hit, trying to run with the football to get
1: his team in it, you can't do that. Eric LaPointe into the game for the Cats remember the last time they ran on first down. It hasn't happened a lot today. And Point gets it to the 35, three yards there. Well, Eric LaPointe coming into the game right now. They're going to look at him,
2: see what he can do. You have an opportunity with this kind of elite 32 to 14 to give everybody a chance to play in the Grey Cup game.
1: Danny McManus had 348 yards passing October 1st against Calgary. He's matched that number today back to the air, knocked down, and nearly picked off. Jermaine Miles got his mid on the ball as we join Steve Armitage. Chris, they have been working on the right hand of Ronald
5: Williams now for some time. It is a broken right hand, but they have a big cast on it now, so he may be back in action. Well, they
2: do have the 18-point lead and will points a very capable backup agree with you 100 percent Chris I mean if it was somebody who hadn't seen the football field all year a uh, pure rookie I might have some reason for concern but right now I agree with you 100 percent Eric LaPointe has done very nice things when he's been on the football field for the Hamilton Tiger Cats so they may lose some power maybe some experience but they still got a good guy in there number five Eric LaPointe
1: Pause, work working the clock Booming the punt, out of touch, out of danger. Remember last week they gave up that long punt return to Winston October in the Eastern Final. Uh, Baldiston not going to take any chances as Dickinson goes back to work. Welcome back to BC Place Stadium. Hope you're enjoying our coverage of the 87th Great Cup. Right now, let's check back in with Glenn Suter. Chris, after the third
3: down gamble, Dave Dickinson was screaming over here on the bench, so much so that offensive coordinator George Cortez couldn't talk to him. Pitts went over and said, calm down. We need you the rest of the way if we want a chance.
1: It's uncharacteristic for a guy who's got the cool of an accountant, usually. And coolly gets to Travis Moore there, but The frustration we saw, the net result of the punishment he has taken today. Well, the punishment, the fact that he's being hit ten times. But this
2: is after one of his receivers. This particular case, Marcus Daldell does not go through with his route, Stops midway, ends up an interception by Orlando Steinhauer, a third down gamble. And as you see by that illustration, Dave Dickinson was not a happy camper. First
1: down underneath Anderson in the Hamilton territory. And the
4: 53.
2: That's a nice little matchup, Chris. One of the things I thought they would have used a little bit more is getting Calvin Anderson as a receiver out of the backfield, putting a linebacker, in this particular case, Calvin Tiggle in a chase position. Obviously not a fair matchup in speed, and that's one of the things that Calgary had hoped to exploit earlier on in this game.
1: Second and four for the Stampeders. 45 remaining, fourth quarter. And good protection. Danielson underneath has the first down. Middle linebacker Kelvin Tinkle, the top defensive player in the country, makes the tackle. Kelvin, who made that appeal for a ring from his teammates in
2: his accepted speech. Again, just a nice crossing route, one guy receiver goes outside, Danielson drags across the middle, right in front of the middle linebacker Tiggle, who we'll has to wrap him up, but not before
1: they secure a first down. Taking some back in the hurry up fake to Anderson, Dowdell, trapped it, incomplete. So at least Dowdell's still in the playbook. <laughs> Well, you know what? And that's the
2: kind of guy. You know what? Yeah, you had a breakdown. You had miscommunication. I always say if you're in the game, it doesn't matter if you're the primary receiver. You follow through and you're out. You make sure that if you're not the primary receiver that you may become the secondary one and he'll go to you. That was a mental breakdown on his part. As you say, though, Dave Dickinson has not ruled Marcus Daldell out and comes back with him. Unfortunately,
1: a little too low and skips off the turf. 200 yards passing for Dickinson in the second half. And whoa! Jolt. That is Aubrey Cummings, and Lamar McGregs made him pay
2: in spades. Wow. Well, you know, in hockey, we call that a sucker pass, Chris. You set him up like that, boy, I tell you, he comes into the middle, does a nice job of catching the football, and you got to give the young man credit for hanging on to the football, but Lamar McGregs sees him coming, has time to recall, and explode into the receiver.
1: Aubrey Cummings, a Hamilton boy. Trying to spoil the celebration back home today. Had a couple of catches last year in the Great Cup game, and he'll get some attention from Pat Clayton.
2: Well, Pat Clayton just wants to make sure if he knows he's in Vancouver, he's not in Calgary. Don't try to
1: drive home today, son, because we're in a different city. Third down, four yards to go, and the Stamps will try. A 47-yard field goal attempt from Mark McLaughlin. Missed it to the right side. Emerson's going to bring it out. And Archie Emerson goes for a run across the 20-yard line. Eight minutes, 11 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Aubrey Cummings collecting himself. It's still an 18-point Ticat lead. Nightfall in Vancouver. And the defending champion's in danger of falling here to a guy who's used to great capacity. Back in 1990, a teammate of Wolby's. a touchdown pass to Rick House in a route On the losing end in 92. And then a great bootleg play for a touchdown in 94. Losing cause, but over 400 yards. Three touchdowns against the Argos in 96. Gritty effort. falls short last year in Winnipeg. Sixth great appearance. And he just keeps rolling. Yards. almost definitely he is the magic man he just finds a way to win under eight minutes to go here is eric la kevin johnson tries to remove his helmet unsuccessfully but he stopped that run for a loss johnson who will eventually take over from alondra johnson as the middle linebacker of this calgary defense you know we, and, and you know you talk to
2: Kevin Johnson, I mean, he's the guy, he's the hair apparent to A.J. Alondra Johnson in the middle. He's got great speed, very physical player out of Ohio State, as you say. More interested on that tackle with ripping the head off the shoulder pads and actually tackling the guy, but...
1: You know, they're at the stage right now where they want to punish the guys just to let them know they're still in a football game. Second and 12. The Cats have not turned the ball over today, and that pass incomplete intended for Aikens. Good coverage by Jack Kellogg, and let's join
3: Glenn Sutton. Chris, I just got an update on Aubrey Cummings after the big hit from Lamar McGriggs. Pat Clayton, the trainer here, asked him two questions. The score in the game, and if he remembered what happened on the play, he didn't know either. He's going to be out of the game at least for a couple of series so they can reevaluate him. Tell so him not to
2: feel bad. I often have to check the clock, too, to get the score. Well, you know what? Especially on a hit like that, it's not the initial contact. But as a guy hits you, you get that whiplash reaction where your head slams to your chest and then slams back. And then, of course, when your head hits the turf. So you got three movements on that head on your spinal column. Boy, I tell you, that can shake everybody. Give that boy some
1: Advil. Oz Baldiston to punt. And Calvary should get pretty good field position, but time... Starting to tick away on the defending champs. And what a punt by Oz. Inside the 40 for Coleman. Sidesteps the first wave. And Marvin Coleman with a nice run back over the 50 and one trip away from really busting it. 18 points down. Need three touchdowns. Anderson. And he's forced out dickinson is down and not getting up as quickly well mike Philbrick came through remember
2: whenever you're running a screen or releasing somebody you want to let the lineman in not that quick though you want to hit him release him it's almost a two count thing to allow the quarterback to come back and set to dump the ball it's just a screen pass but look at number 77 coming here not
1: only hit him but drive him into the turf Mike Philbrick, another one of the Hamilton natives working to bring the cap home. McCoy stays ready. Second and one for Calgary. And they send six receivers out. Big pump fake. And now the release man is Dowdell. And Steinauer pushes him out after a first down. 5.55 to go. There still is time, but Calgary has to be explosive, obviously, now. Well, most definitely right now. You can see I was just working inside. He's not cutting his route this
2: time. Now he recognizes that the quarterback's in trouble. Take it back to the sideline. Catch, help your teammates out. He does a great job, and turnings up, gets a first down, keeps the drive alive. As you say, with 5.55 left, they've got to put some points on the board
1: right now, though. They can't be content with trying to kick a field goal. Two touchdowns came quickly in the third quarter. But then the defense couldn't keep McManus off the board. Long throw, wide side, and Andre Arlane has his first catch of the year. Out of St. Francis Xavier and a native of Grimsby, so he knows what it's like to cheer for the Thai Cats, but not right now. Well, they got
2: such great Canadian talent at the, at the receiver position right there. Another guy comes in, as you say, first catch. It's just a hitch pattern. One set back, throw the football, put in his hands, let him make a nice move. Beats Chris Schelling and comes to the inside, picks up a first down.
1: Arlene comes in because Cummings is still shaking off the effects of the McGregs hit. And now Philbrick is down and getting attention. And those big guys may be feeling the effect of a long, warm afternoon. Well, you can see right here when they're grabbing the, they're grabbing the foot, bending it back right there. That's a...
2: A true indication right there of a cramp. They're trying to stretch it out right now. It's either a calf muscle or maybe earlier in the case of Michael Campbell,
1: a hamstring tightening. Mike Philbrick, Paul Baldiston both considered retirement after the 2-16 and 16 season two years ago. Ron Lancaster came in and he changed all that. There's Aubrey Cummings back in the game. But Lancaster brought hope. For the cat franchise, people started coming back like Osbaldiston, Philbrick, and they laid the foundation for what we're seeing this afternoon. You know, Osbaldiston telling the story yesterday about playing terribly earlier this year. Lancaster really chewed out the guys, and then started talking about what they were going to do the week later. And Osbaldiston said on the way home he couldn't wait to get to practice. Then he said, "Wait a minute." the coach make us feel
2: that he says he's just an amazing kind of a backdoor inspirationalist he'll talk to you and after you leave you're all motivated again and and what did Paul say Paul said he felt like driving to the stadium let's get right at it I mean he said after the loss he just forgot about it put a new thought in our head our process has totally changed and we look forward to coming back and correcting what we had done so
1: Philbrick's off Jeff Cummins is in and first and 10 back to work goes Dickinson with time looking down field pits open has the catch at the one yard line lost his footing or he might have taken it in well we've talked about this combination
2: today Gerald Vaughn working against Alan Pitts Pitts takes him deep, and it comes back to the football. It's just going to go downfield, fake to the outside, out to the corner, Now come back into the goal Just a nice job of catching the football in front of Gerald Vaughn.
1: Sixth catch of the day, 96 yards for Pitts, who's never had a 100-yard game in the Great Cup. Stamps knocking at the door, Dickinson rolls!
2: 73 to Defensive Player of the Year. He's up the middle. Rob Hitchcock, the safety. Rob the Hammer Hitchcock. He comes. I mean, they just lay a lick. And Dave Dickinson does not have any time to set up on this play, and as
1: a result, loses yardage. Well, they don't run a whole lot down deep, but the gamble to pass now means it's
2: second and goal from the eight. And it was a quick play. That's why the offensive lineman tried the chop block, tried a cut block
1: we can throw the ball quickly. Here's Dickinson. Danielson stretches out, makes the catch, but it's at the one-yard line. He's not in, and it'll be third and goal from the one. Athletic play by Danielson. Well, this is what
2: it's all about. This is suspense. It's a great job. By Dave Dickinson. Nice protection by Thomas Ram on Joel Monford. Ball coming right into your living room right there. Danielson stretching out, making the grab. Ending up on the one-yard line, though. But you got to love the effort like that right there. Tries to roll into the end zone, but is touched by the hand.
1: and Wally won already considering the option on the convert. Looks like they'll go for one. Offside. Hamilton, number 57. Deep line. Dwayne Ford with the touchdown. He's been with them for their two great cup championships.
2: Well, they got the double tight end system in their right there. You can see there's seven across the front of the line. Just give Dwayne Ford an alley. I mean, he runs right over Joe Monfort. Dwayne. Ford is no small man. This is a, he is a walking house. He's built, strong, he, and I mean, i tell you, if you look at him, he's, he's been in the league a number of years. If you've never known, he's got a set of cannons for arms, and i tell you what,
1: he was not going to be denied the goal line on that play. So it's an 11-point differential. Wally Bono is probably going to need a two-point convert here, but Looks like he'll wait for the next touchdown if it comes before he tries that. Take all your positive points now. Make that decision when it becomes ultimately the only decision you can make. Let the decision force the decision. And now, instructions from McLaughlin. They've already had an unsuccessful short kick in this game to start the second half. 3.06 left. There is time for a couple of possessions. Calgary really has no margin for error now. Now, Chris, we saw them open the second half with a short kickoff. Do you think that they would
2: try that again? Or will they just try to kick it deep and, and hope the defense can sh- shut down the Hamilton offense and give their offense the ball back in better field position again?
1: Well, I'm going to rely on your valuable experience in the trenches for that decision. But <laughs> I was an old lineman. I only had to take care of the guy in front of me. Yeah, but you always acted like an assistant coach. I will give you that one. Well, a second half for Dickinson, he had 50 yards passing in the first half, 319 now in the game. A couple of touchdowns, 11 points the difference. And McLaughlin, I get not that deep, and Emerson has it. Runs in a Ray bigs as he gets near the 45-yard line. So we're down to 3.03 to go. Calgary needs a big play on defense, a couple of big plays on offense, but they're hanging around here in the 87th Great Cup Championship. Well, this is what it's all about. you got to sip out of that beauty three times, and if the Ticats can't taste it yet, they even stoke it up a little more. Well, they're pretty close. They know they're
2: watching this clock tick. Everybody is watching that click, whether you're on the sidelines or on the actual field. You're taking
1: a peek at that clock. That clock's running. The meter running on the Stampeders. First down, a point to gain, and he is brought down near the line of scrimmage. The last two series for Hamilton, two and out without Ronald Williams and Corey Grant. Well, definitely two big weapons,
2: one at wide receiver, and, of course, the big horse in the backfield who also catches the ball extremely well out of the backfield, but, you know, Danny Mack, I mean, he wants to keep the football right now. The longer you keep it, the more time you take off the clock. That's elementary, and he'd love nothing better to take this clock and eat up the clock right now and not even allow the Stampeders on the football field again
1: a guy who knows all about using the clock. The draw play, LaPointe, and Eric LaPointe lunging over midfield in a critical first down for the Ticats. Well, that'll chew up maybe another minute on any thought of a
2: Calgary comeback. Well, just a draw play. Deep set, give him the ball, let him find the opening. They love the way this kid runs, his toughness, not being denied. He knows where he's got to go. His hurdles, gets hit in one leg, but his momentum of his body still carries him forward. As you say,
1: picks up a crucial first down. And now they got it for three more downs. And more importantly, going to eat some more time off that clock. He rushed for 187 yards in his CFL debut. He's got the ball again, and he's rumbling for more yardage. Close to the 45, eight more for LaPointe. Out of northern Quebec, you saw the piece Mark Lee had on the explosion of football in Quebec. He says he comes from hockey country, but they're recruiting football players out of there now. Oh, most definitely. I mean, he's just having fun. You know, you got
2: to love this. He gets an opportunity to play in the biggest game. Everybody dreams of playing in this game. He's making contributions. He's run the ball well. The offensive line, they bring in the tight end, Bob Beveridge. These guys are having fun right now. They know they're a minute 49 away from drinking out of the Grey Cup. And getting what's even more important the Grey Cup ring that they'll never ever
1: lose second down the point again tries that left side and he's close and we have just been informed that this man nobody's surprised, has just been named the most valuable player of the 1999 Grey Cup game
2: what an outstanding way to cap off the week. First, to get here to play in the Grey Cup game. Second, of course, he was the outstanding player. Just received that award Friday night in the CFL and now to be named the outstanding player, the MVP in the Grey Cup game. Wow. Mike
1: Morielli has been named the top Canadian, and oh, what a sweet day for Morielli, who's had a frustrating year. Got hurt early, lost confidence. Nothing seemed to be going right, but he right. said that at the outset of the playoffs, three wins, and everything else will be behind. That's right. It's the
2: old adage. It's not where you start. It's where you finish. And boy, I tell you what, it's a storybook
1: ending for Mike Morielli. they one of those Hamilton boys and a McMaster graduate to boot. Third down, less than a yard, McManus puts his head down and follows that great offensive line. What a year they've had. And you know, Ronald Williams was saying it was robbery. that none of them were named all Canadians after allowing just seven sacks. All season long. You know, and that's the real bad thing about about it when you have a
2: quarterback like Danny Mac who does such a great job of quick releasing the football. We showed it to you today, 2.5, the average seconds. But but the thing about this offensive line, they still got to work. They still have the other facet of the the football game, which is running the football. They're great run blockers. You got to give these guys credit. And I would agree wholeheartedly that they should have
1: had at least one guy make the All-Canadian team. There's Jeff Traversy, just... Getting to his feet, Pat Clayton, helping him to the sidelines. Outstanding player of the year, outstanding player of the Great Cup game in his 10th year. Danny McManus finally getting the recognition he deserved, but give those Hoggies in front of him credit. Well, I'll take a look right there. I mean, that is a
2: wonderful stat. Look at the company. Look at the company he's in right there. Danny McManus tied with Russ Jackson, Bernie Filoni. Wonderful company. Great kudos.
1: Congratulations to Danny McManus. After taking out the offensive line for dinner this week, he needed the winning share of the Great guy. <laughs> Well, he said it cost him $1,500 to feed him. LaPointe keeps turning up yards at the 35. We're down to 101 and ticking. Russ Jackson next door to us. And the Stampeders will be unable to repeat. And, well, something this franchise this, has never been able to do. You know, and
2: they just showed Dave Dickinson on one knee. What a courageous effort by the quarterback of the Calgary Stampeders. I mean, did everything he possibly could have been asked for to try and lead this team to victory. Stuck in there, ran with the football, took a number of hits today,
1: just couldn't come out with it. Eric LaPointe continues to carry the football. And the celebration's on. What's up? Baby?
2: Well, I told you, one thing that the the Hamilton Cats are not content with is just to run the clock and punt the football away and give the ball to the Calgary offense. I said they'd be happiest by driving the football down, not allowing the Calgary offense one more sniff of the football field. It's just a final statement on their season.
1: Eighth play of the drive. Yes, they are making or putting an exclamation point on this game. In his tenth trip to the Grey Cup, three and six until today. This will be his second victory as a head coach to go with two as a player. And Chris, you gotta mention a guy like Derek McCreeney.
2: You mentioned him earlier. Final game, bad wheels and all. He's gonna finally get the drink out of the cup, and more important, he's gonna get that ring he'll put on his finger forever.
1: ACLs in either knee and stayed with it because he wanted a ring. Anderson's got one, but he won't have another today. And now the fans on their feet for Danny Mac and the Tiger Cats. Time has been called, and the celebration is on at the Hamilton Bench.
2: the football team
1: offers his congratulations. 2-16 and 16 a couple of years ago. They got to the Great Cup last year and just seemed happy about it. This year, they well, came back to get the job we
2: done. We talked about it all week, Chris. You said last week the players were just happy to be in the show. This year, they wanted to be the show, and I tell you what, they put on a show today in front of the fans here at B.C. Place and all the viewers at home because what a great, what a great game. What a display of execution by not only Danny McManus and the Hamilton offense, but what a display put on
1: by that tough, tough Hamilton defense. Ron Lancaster offering offering congratulations to Dave Dickinson. You saw Paulus Baldiston, the only holdover from the 1986 Grey Cup team. There's Oz, six field goals in that one. And once again, he is going to celebrate a Great Cup title. And there are some tears of joy from Paul Osbald.
2: Oh, you, you can just see the emotion right there as he goes into the crowd. He's got family and friends here. I mean, he's just doing it great. Let's go down to Steve. Thank you, Chris. Danny McManus, what a
5: week. A Great Cup, the outstanding player in the league. You are the MVP in this game.
2: I'll tell you what, it's just a reflection of our ball club. It starts uh with our head coach and trickles down. Uh, What a great group of guys. We had the uh, stigma of not winning a Grey Cup in the 90s. Hamilton is winning every decade except that, so we had a lot of pressure on us, and the guys came through today. Danny, you were always so calm, cool, and collected. When are you gonna let the emotion come through? I don't know. I I, I mean, I'm still caught
3: up in it right now. Uh, It still really hasn't hit me, but I imagine once I get to the locker room and start popping some champagne, things will get a lot better. Let's go to Glenn Serta. Thanks, Danny Mack. Thanks guys. Archie Amerson, Darren Flutie, congratulations guys, you really had that Calgary defense guessing all game. Yeah, man, I mean we was up for the challenges tonight. I told Darren, I said, Hey Darren, it's gonna be your night. And it was. Darren, what did you see in that Calgary coverage that allowed you to get so wide open? Well they played a lot of cover one. I mean they're gonna win some of the
1: battles, but when we win versus man-to-man coverage, we're gonna win big. And we did that tonight. Danny called a great game
3: and was in total control. Taking that final step, this must feel great for you guys. Oh man, we got yeah, that ring. After my first year of being 216, congratulations, guys. Steve, back to you. Thanks so I've got Ronnie Lancaster with me. Ronnie, put into words
5: how you feel right now.
2: Well, that, you know what? That's what you start the season for. We had a goal
3: in November to go undefeated with 4 0 in November. That's all that matters.
5: You told me at halftime that this one wasn't over. Yeah, was. There was still a second half to play. Always is. The Canadian Football League, I told you, you're not safe with two minutes left, so why should we be safe with 30? I don't know what the offensive or the defensive game plan was, but it worked perfectly. Stay out a second and long.
2: That was our goal.
5: <laughs>
1: Congratulations, Ron Lancaster. Chris? Well, the Hamilton Tiger Cats won nine of their last 11 games. They were whipped 52-19 in Montreal. It was the wake-up call this team needed. Ron Lancaster got them back on track. And now the celebrations are on as we join Mark Lee.
0: The Tiger Cats enjoying this one Tommy Henry the six year veteran with a big hug in the sidelines Chris their first Grey Cup championship since 1986 and just two years after that dreadful two and sixteen season when some of these players wondered if they would come back and play football again Mike Philbrick one of them was thinking of retirement he'd had enough but came back he did and two years later a championship as they wear the hats there's Derek McCready two broken knees. 11 years in the Canadian Football League and finally a great cup man. and Mike Clemens, he's talking about retirement what a way to go out what a way to go
3: out this is how you do it And this is a guy that has labored so hard and is so long for the great cup championship and it's good to see it happen
0: all right let's go back down to the celebrations and rejoin Steve Armitage ladies and gentlemen for the final
5: time this century I'm going to call upon the commissioner of the CFL to present the Grey Cup to the 1999 champions, the Hamilton Tiger Cats.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to Vancouver on a great cup, a great Grey Cup. Congratulations to the Calgary Peters on a hard fought game. And now to David McDonald, to George Grant, to Ron Lancaster, Danny McManus, and the entire Hamilton Tiger Cat team. Guys, you said you'd bring Hamilton a winner, and now you have congratulations on winning the Gray Cup for
4: 1999.
0: The silverware is going to Steeltown. The Tiger Cats are Grey Cup champions with a 32-21 victory over the defending champions from Calgary. There will not be a repeat for the Stampeders. The Tiger Cats have Lord Earl Grey's mug firmly in their grasp, mauling the Stampeders here today at B.C. Play Stadium.